Check, check. Mic check. Presented by and by on PurpMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by NFAB. Welcome aboard. Great to have you. Where you been all year? Also listen to this show. It's Thursday. It's noon Pacific. It's August 25th. 702-586-7857. Please give us a call. Let us know what you think about this national series. Indiana coming up this weekend. Round 12. Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championship Series at Crawfordsville, Indiana. Ironman Raceway. Looking forward to it. Uh, hey, we got a great show for you. Uh, Jason Thomas will be on and Christian Craig of the Geico Honda team. Yeah, Christian Craig. I haven't heard from him for a while. Broke his leg at Glen Helen, and uh, now he'll be back uh, uh, soon next year to uh, compete in Supercross. We'll get his take on the National Series and all that happened with it. Uh, again, 702-586-7857. We are giving away a set of 2017 fly gear. Pants, jersey, gloves. Do it. Maybe we'll give away two sets if we like the calls. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Christian Craig and Jason Thomas coming right up. Uh, Fly Racing, they are proud to launch this 2017 product line that I speak of. With this year's release, the Fly Racing design team continued the dedication to innovate, develop, and improve the future of racewear. They got Kennard and Short and Pike and these dudes to uh, uh, fuel and guide this constant goal to improve and help them uh, tell them how to build gear. Uh, see your local authorized WPS dealer to purchase Fly Racing products or visit flyracing.com. A lot of you jerkies have Jeep trucks or SUV. I know that. So if you do and you want some lights, some mounting lights, uh, some bumpers, some uh, steps, lots of different stuff for trucks and SUVs. Uh, these the folks at NFAB have you covered, n-fab.com. Uh, we're pumped to have them on board. Everything's built in Houston, Texas, USA. Of course, the JGR guys are a big uh, uh, part of their team is provided by the NFAB dudes. And also, too, uh, you can't forget the uh, NFAB uh, and Pro Yamaha off-road team, where the team runs the gear alloy helmets, uh, n-fab.com um, on the website, at NFAB Inc. on Instagram and social media. So please, yeah, check them out. Jeep truck or SUV parts. Uh, we've got some battles on the line coming up this weekend in Glen Hill in uh, Indiana. So, um, you know, we got some things to talk about. Jason Anderson comes back. Ryan Sipes joins the series coming in from the uh, he's had injuries, so he hasn't raced a lot off uh, GNCCs this year. But he's coming to race in Indiana. He's put in good results there before. And uh, yeah, please give us a call. We got a few lines open. Seven zero two five eight six pulp. Call us, will you? Uh, taking the calls, uh, handling things behind the scenes, producing everything. Uh, the Tis Legendary. Tis, what's up? Hey, Steve. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm going to miss you. Why? 
when I don't see every. Oh week. yeah, yeah. Like this is the last show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's wow. sweet. Uh, thank you, thank yeah. you. I'm sure you're crying. I'm sure uh-huh. you're, you're super upset. We may do a Monster Cup one. Um, yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, Jeff Emig was supposed to join us. Um, uh-huh. He's our regular outdoor guy. Yes, and uh, he had a flight to England. He's going to race that vet designation, so he couldn't make it. Uh. Unfortunately, so Fro is out. But we thank Fro for his services. He was who's, very he, good. who's he racing with? Um, is, what there do you a, mean? is there a Team USA? Yeah, I don't know who's on it. I have uh, no okay. idea. But uh, he's riding an old Husky, so good luck to him. A <laughs> mid-80s Husky, not Ooh, so good. Sounds fun. Yeah, dual shocks and everything. So um, Fro will uh, will be missed. We'll maybe have him on for the Monster Cup, of course. Uh, but Christian Craig and JT are coming up. So um, are you going to be glued to your um, computer to watch the uh, USGPs and the uh, SMX Cup? Um, no. 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 Not excited? Um, indifferent. Which may be surprising. No, um, not at all. Are you one of those guys though, that's like USA, USA? Like I, I like you, you care all that much that Webb beats Hurlings or 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 whatever. I would like it. Yeah, but I it certainly does not ruin my day the way it does some other people where it's like ah screw it you know it's you know yeah. end of the world. Yeah, uh, sure I'd like it, but I don't have enough pride in you know right. anything to really get that bent out of shape about. <laughs> I'm it. with you. I think. I mean, I'm not American, so maybe that's different. But I, I feel like whatever, man. Just have a good race. Yeah. If, if if the European beats the American, that doesn't mean anything, and vice versa, and whatever. Do you know if they'll be archived? Like to watch later, yeah, they are. Because that's what I've been doing with oh. all the the motocrosses. Is just I wait until that yeah. night and then I watch them all that night. So yeah, I know I believe they are. Yep. Well, let's so, hope so. Um, on MXGP, you may have to pay. Mm, You're not going to pay. Maybe it's probably deal breaker then. <laughs> all right, let's get JT on the line from Fly Racing uh, coming up shortly. We just did the NFAB Fantasy Moto podcast for RacerX Online. So if you're into Fantasy Moto, uh, check that out. We uh, we just did that maybe an hour ago. So I'll just call JT right back up and uh, and we'll talk and see what's going on. So um, Jason Anderson's inclusion into the 450 class that should be interesting. Roxon's dominating right now. Tomax, you know, I mean, I kind of think Tomax is a second-place guy. Marvin's up there. Can Anderson get on the podium, though? Can Can Anderson get into the mix? Like I said, we did our Fantasy Moto podcast, and uh, uh, I, think, I think he can. I really do. I think he'll be excited to be back at the races, and maybe the other guys won't be as much. And so the other guys seem to think that uh, that Jason Anderson won't be on the podium, though. Like, that jumping into the first races, it'll be pretty tough to do. So we'll see what happens. That's definitely going to make it a little more exciting. There's no doubt that it's been... A little trying this summer um, to watch all the races. It's, it hasn't been anybody's fault. Uh, injuries have struck the class hard, the 450 class, the premier class, the one that we're, I think more people are more excited about. Injuries struck. That happens every now and then. Um, so it is what it is, and you can't, um, you know, can't really blame anybody, like I said. But it has been. It's been a tough summer to watch. I don't think it's – not going to remember the t- summer of 2017, 20- 2016 outdoors and think about just how awesome it was uh jt welcome back i uh, felt like it's been so long since we last talked yeah yeah really uh really beginning to miss you yeah yeah no doubt uh jason thomas uh on uh, on the show here at flyracing.com how's things at fly racing uh really good really good just uh you know we're well underway as is everyone in 2017 so um this is uh it's go time hopefully these temperatures come down for a lot of the country and people can get back out there and do some riding yeah you're telling me get back on a mountain bike in this case um uh, did you guys open up a sector boot paint division uh, we did not no um, okay. i'm sure you would be the first to know i don't and uh 
Seven Deuce Deuce would probably make a rap song about it if we did. Yeah, he'd be very happy, right? Um, so, hey, in, before we got you on, I was telling everybody, like, it hasn't been an incredible summer of racing in the outdoors. Um, injuries, um, guys who, you know, and Webb and Roxon made a mockery of the classes anyways. Um, do you agree with me? I mean, it's not, but no, no, nobody's fault. Just these things happen. I think it's been okay. Um, it's just, you know, the injuries have been tough, but I think there've been some pretty solid storylines. Uh, you know, Cooper Webb made his own success story, which nobody saw that coming. And, uh, I think Roxon has really done all of us a favor, kind of, uh, bringing himself back to relevance, especially for 2000, you know, Supercross 2017. So, uh, while it hasn't been the most competitive, uh, at the front, uh, especially in the 450 class, I think it's created some some legitimate hype for uh, next year because I don't think anybody knows how it's going to go now. Yeah, but that's next year, this summer. Okay, well, I'm looking yeah. for the silver lining. You can yeah, yeah. you can be Debbie Downer if you want. No, I'm, I'm not trying not to be Debbie Downer. It happens. It happens. Um, I would have never thought the 250 title would be clinched one race early. You know, I mean, I never thought Webb would win it, anyways. But if you told me he well, was, I, I wouldn't. Have, I would have thought maybe so, but it definitely not from Webb. Yeah, no doubt, right? Um, it's funny though. It's twelve rounds, and you certainly you did it for fifteen years, JT. Twelve rounds of nationals, and mm-hmm. by the time these guys hit now this weekend in Indiana, everybody's a little burnt out. Everybody's a little afraid. Team, I know as a mechanic, your nerves are up. Truck driver is bugging the shit out of you. Suspension guy's been on your nerves all year long. Um, it's it's time to end it. It's time. Yeah, you know what? I I agree with you. Like going into the weekend, uh, especially sitting here on like a Thursday, even the the riders' efforts during this last week because you can't really affect your fitness during you know in a week's time. So <clears throat> they probably didn't put in their you know biggest mm-hmm. effort of the year by any means right. this week. But really, every time I've ever seen like once the gate drops, uh, these guys go for it still. Mm-hmm. You know, and I watched. Uh, one of the 450 motos from last year in Indiana today, and those guys were racing like it was the last race of their life. So uh, I think once you know, once the racing actually starts, they just go back into their race mode, and it doesn't matter if it's the first race or the last race; they're still kind of going for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana's third year of the the, the Nationals uh, going to Crawfordsville this weekend, and sneakily, quietly, maybe we had a mutter year one last year. It rained and was you know kind of beat up. But quietly, sneakily, this is a pretty good track. It is. It was. Uh, it was really difficult last year with the the early rains. Um, I mean, it was really, really rutted and and tough, but good. Um, you know, you don't hear much in the way of good or bad about this track. Uh, it kind of sneaks under the radar as far as getting a lot of praise or criticism. So. I think, uh, you know, the weather's going to be a big factor this weekend. We've had heavy rains again uh, midweek before the race, and then we Mm -hmm. have a big chance of rain on Saturday again. So I'm hoping it holds out. Um, You know, best-case scenario, it's a little soft in practice, and it it turns really nice. But, uh, man, it seems like the last few weeks in a row we've had, you know, a pretty strong chance of rain on Saturday. No Legends race this weekend. Bummer. Bummer. Would have liked to have seen that. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, we lost JT. He's gone. We're getting back. He was upset about the Legends race. I brought the Legends race off. Remember, he made it the first turn, and that was it. Oh, yeah. Sore subject. Yeah. Screw you. I'm out. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, get him right back. And uh, and I mean, in the meantime, let me take some phone calls here. Uh, Mike, what's going on? You want to talk about Ken Roxon? Mike, you there? Yeah, I'm there. Sorry. What's up? I just, uh, just want to touch base with you guys kind of on the theme that you guys were touching on. I'm kind of looking towards next year already as well. But... Uh, 
on Pulp MX this past week, you talked a lot about uh, the shift to Honda and how uh, Kenny's going to have to transform himself to be a little more PC. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw early t- today, he just posted uh, a shot of him whipping with the middle finger and the uh, post was uh, titled PC. So, no, I didn't see that. I did not see that. I've been on Instagram yeah. today, but I guess I didn't see that. It was probably just about an hour ago. So, yeah, he's literally flipping off the camera, and it's an emoji of a fire sign in the PC. So, hold, hold on a second. What, what? What? Are you serious? I'm, I'm looking right now. I'm trying to find Where? it. Where? I, I thought it was perfect to, to call in and, and point that out if you hadn't seen it. It's pretty oh, funny. Oh, there it is. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, what, what's that all about? Yeah, so, you know, with uh, all the conversation, I, I doubt he was listening to Pulp Mix. Maybe he's no. making a statement that he's, uh, you know, screw screw it, he's going to be himself. But that's kind of his marketability in my eyes is why people like him is no matter what, he, he's always been himself. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting, I think, to see if they clash heads pretty good um, yeah. to start off. Um, yeah, that's interesting. You know, um, I wonder what that's for. He didn't really say who it is, but yeah. Yeah, I think he just was saying he's he's himself for continuing his trend from his yeah. no shirt beer drinking celebration. Uh, but, uh, JT, welcome back to the show. Mike is on the line here, Mike. And I just looked at it. What do you think? Did you see Roxon's Instagram this morning, JT? Uh, maybe I don't. I don't know. He was, was flipping it? it off. He was flipping off the camera. Uh, I did not, but that sounds about right. <laughs> And Mike's point about the kind of our conversation from Monday or Tuesday's show about Honda and um, and Roxon and all that. Yep, that's not yeah, going to go probably well. Probably not going to go over real well. Yeah, yeah. PC means photo credit. Yeah, we. But okay, um, photo credit uh, for whoever took the photo. But um, yeah, I'm not really sure, Mike. Uh, but I'm with you. And Ch- you know, Chad was the one who brought it up kind of on Tuesday, and um, he's right. I mean, Honda, yeah. But it's Kenny Roxon. What are you going to do? You're paying him a lot of money. He is who he is. So this should be interesting, JT. Yeah, yeah be, but I, be, be curious to see how much they let him get away with because, you know, if he's, he's kind of the same. If he's not happy kind of guy, he's going to let people know too. But I have a feeling might though, change that. that. Some, Go ahead, JT. I have a feeling that some of the uh, higher-ups at Honda to really aren't as concerned with, you know, rider celebrity are going to have some comments. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Um, Trey got his hand slapped a couple times for things he put on social. Um, yeah. You know, Honda was like, hey, what are you doing? Um, like it or not, I, 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 you know what? And I know people are going to freak out about, like, um, politi- politi- political correctness and your right to say your mind and, and the, the, the both sides of that. I'm with, I'm with Honda saying to Trey or to Ken, hey, quit it. We pay you a lot of money. I think they should. JT, what do you think? Like, I think yeah, I, I think, think they have a right to be like, no, 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 no. I think you've got to keep them within reason. I think uh, having a personality is what makes these guys, you know, superstars and so marketable. But there's obviously got to be lines that can't be crossed, you know? I mean, unfortunately, there's a lot of kids. Well, I don't say unfortunately, but there, there are a lot of kids. <laughs> unfortunately, <unfortunately>, there's children. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things that, you know, kids are impressionable yeah. and – they can't see past the fact that, yeah, he's just joking around or no, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. they learn from this stuff. And, you know, I think part of it is Kenny's youth and he will learn, you know, over time to 
temper some of his thoughts and and but he's still got to be himself too so i think there's a there's a fine line there where he he will learn where the where the line well, can and can't be crossed okay but let's take this morning's instagram the flipping of the camera yeah, and I think he would, you know. What line that, is that, that on? Tone down. What line is that on, JT? I think that's crossing yeah, the line. I don't think that, you know, <laughs> corporate American Honda is going to want him flipping off on Instagram. I, I think they will have something to say right. about that. I think Fly Racing would have something to say about that. I think a lot of companies would. Sure they would. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You know, I don't think it's unreasonable. I, I right. I don't yeah, think. I don't know what he will say back, whether he'll <laughs> push back hard or not. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of that will come with age, too. So um, he may he may push back now, but I think if, you know, five or ten years from now, I'd be like, yeah, it's probably pretty stupid. I'd like to see Chad Reed's Instagram in 02, 03 if it was around then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And you yeah. look at him now, he's got kids and he's an adult and he yeah. looks at things differently. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Hey, one, one follow-up question, if you don't mind. Sure. Quick. Uh, you guys both, I think, said Dungey's your favorite for Supercross next year. If uh, Rockton's still on the Suzuki, is he your favorite? Hmm, good question. Um, JT? I'm still going to go with Dunge. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, Rockton will give him everything he wants and more, regardless if he's on a Suzuki or a Honda. Uh, but until someone knocks Dungey off, you know, that, that top spot, especially with how good that KTM is in Supercross, um, I think that's where that bike really shines. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Dunge. I'll tell you what though, I 100% see Kenny either telling, either really struggling, like f- not really struggling. I mean, having some issues with that new bike, or at least telling us he's having issues with that new bike in 2017. I 100% expect that, despite him having you know two, three, four months on the bike. I just I think that's how this thing works. So. Well, yeah, anytime you have a bad weekend, and, and I don't even always think it's excuses, but no, no, sometimes yeah, yeah. there are yeah. valid reasons why yeah. you were off on a certain weekend, and anytime he brings the bike up, you know, being a new bike, people are going to immediately associate the change to it. So mm-hmm. it'll be an interesting dynamic yeah. uh, to see if it's really the bike or if, you know, uh, I think most of the times he's pretty real. I don't think he makes a lot of excuses, Yeah, um, but it's going to be an interesting change both in bike and um you know just to see how that all transpires yeah. because realistically right now he's the fastest man alive so uh it'll be it'll be fun to watch that unfold yeah. sure. I, I just think that um you know i'm never a guy that blames a bike or anything else but this new honda is new it is all brand new uh, uh swing arm and frame and, and injection injection system and and everything and i could see some problems not problems quote unquote teething issues working through this bike you know, I would believe that. I would buy that as a as a former mechanic because I get it. So, um, thanks, Mike. Thank well, you. How guys. many times? Thanks. How many times have we seen a new bike come out that was just absolutely the greatest, you know, mm-hmm. improvement ever to a bike? It's it's more oftentimes the other way. Yeah, I I, I feel. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Roxon actually, I was talking to him this morning a little bit. JT, he listened to our Bud's Creek podcast and. He kind of doubled down a little bit on the Alden Baker thing, and and I get it. Uh, I was surprised at some of his comments in the press conference. Um, I think he called Alden Baker uneducated, and I'm a little bit confused by that. I'm not. I mean, again, I like Kenny and everything else, and I don't want to sort of, uh, you know, maybe it was all told me in confidence, but he did say that Alden was uneducated in in the press conference, and and he said that he he was backing that up to me this morning, and I'm like, I don't know, Roxon. I don't know if I'm going to go there with that. I mean, every trainer, not every, no trainer is uh, the magic potion and uh, everybody, um, you know, kind of has their own deal and it doesn't work for everybody and I get all that. But uh, yeah, saying things like that, I'm like, oh, come on, Roxanne. 
Yeah, and, and Kenny's going off of the fact that, you know, Alden is not an, a Ph.D. or an M.D. or he didn't, you know, spend yeah. decades in school. Um, but I think real-life practical knowledge, I think in this sport now after 15 years of doing it, 16 years of doing it, it's pretty tough to, to beat real-world experience and knowledge working mm-hmm. with the level of guys he's had. So yeah. I think it's kind of an easy out for Kenny to say, well, you know, where are his degrees, but man, he's got a lot of number plates that I would probably trade versus uh, degrees. Well, and I think this thing has been building up with Kenny. He finally got one. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah, and he's sure. been hearing he's, on his social media. He's been hearing yeah. it from guys like you and me. He's been hearing it that leaving Alden Baker was his, was his, the biggest mistake he's ever made. So he wins and he dominates. Let's not make a mistake. Yep. He dominated. Of course he did. And this was, yeah. all, this was all bottled up, you know. Well, <laughs> yeah, and, and he finally has, he has the leverage to kind yeah. of let loose on everyone yeah. now. So yeah. I, I would agree with you. This has been bottled up and and just kind of uh, waiting in the wings for year for a couple of years now. Um, and he should he should let everyone know like, hey, I told you I could do this. I feel like he's he's a bit spiteful with it, you know, which which is unfortunate yeah. because it's never been it's never been spiteful for me. I mean, Alden Baker. I don't. He doesn't do anything for me. I don't work with him or anything like that. You know. And truthfully, I've had off-record conversations with Alden, and he's never. I mean, I'm not just going to tell you guys the off-record stuff we were talking about. Alden has never said a bad word about Kenny, other than ah, we'll see. He wanted to go. It was, you know, he didn't feel it was working for him. Alden's yeah, been I good. Mean, yeah. 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 I feel. I feel Kenny has definitely got some spite. Um, and that's fine. That, maybe it drives him, you know, and, and if it does, he's, he should absolutely use every bit of motivation he can find. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a little bit bummed when he's, he's so bitter about it because really, man, it's your life. It's your money. It's your career. Do what's best for you. You know, we are paid. You and I both are paid uh, in different ways to talk about this stuff and our real opinions. And, and it's not an indictment. You know, this is just our opinion. I think that program's really good. You don't think it's best for you, so that's your decision to make, not mine. Yeah. All right, let's get to some phone calls here. Enrique, uh, you want to ask JT about this Mexico race? Yeah, I was uh, hearing your, your your Tuesday show. Yeah. And uh, when JT, when he said in 2010 that he went with Vindeman over to Mexico, do you have any more stories about that time or any other time you went to Mexico to go race? Uh, that was the only time I ever raced in Mexico, um, but I, I thought the event was really cool. You know, it was uh, it's it was really expensive. I think that was the toughest part. But that that race laid the groundwork for the MXGP to come there. And whether that's good or bad, or or your opinion on the MXGP event there, that was the precursor uh-huh. to all that stuff. So um, I can say my experience was good. You know, the toughest part for me was our bike. You know, the bike I had was basically a kind of a Frankenstein between two different bikes. They had uh-huh. to piece one piece one together out of two. Um, and I didn't even get to race the last moto because that bike ended up breaking. Um, but otherwise, I mean, with the people involved, that level of talent coming, it was, uh, I thought it was, it was Everett's, Seb, DV, you, who am I missing? Damon Huffman. Damon Huffman. Uh, Hamblin, myself, Pedro Gonzalez, uh, Balby, Doug Dubach. I'm, I'm, I'm real good friends with uh, Pedro Gonzalez, and I don't know what track you guys raced at, but um, well, actually, today's his actual birthday, so I'd like to congratulate oh, nice. him because sometimes he hears this show. Happy so, birthday, um, Pedro! Yeah, Pedro's a good dude. Yeah. Yep. Um, would you guys be interested in doing like a, a moto show with him? Like, I guess um, calling them or I'm, not right now, but I mean, I could talk to him and, and see if uh, 
want to get some cool stories. Because I know there's some listeners that, that like to hear all those 90s modes and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. No, Pedro, man. Uh, yeah, just uh, use the contact form on pulpamex.com and, uh, and email me. And uh, maybe we can make it happen. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, I had another question for JT. All right. Um, it, how true is it that WPS is going to get Alpine Stars for next year? Um, I don't know that this is the official place to talk about it, but uh, oh, okay. I, I would. I like your chances. Oh, there we go. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, because you guys have real low prices. Look at Enrique. I just got his finger on the distributor uh, rumor mill. I like it. It's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Enrique. Just uh, email me on pulpamex.com. All right, we'll do, Steve. Thanks a lot. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Um, and also, too, if you want to, I did a story, a photo gallery from that race. So if you search Pulpamex, Mexico, maybe Tortelli, maybe you'll see the story. It was, what, six years ago? Was it that long ago? It was uh, 2010, yep. Oh, jeez. We're getting old. Uh, Tyler, what's going on? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. What's happening? Hey, gentlemen. I had a question about tires with you guys always bringing up uh, Michelin tires. I had a question about just common people. Um, is there is there like a quarter method that you have with vehicles, like for dirt bikes, to determine when you should buy those new Starcross 5s or whether you should just um, keep riding the ones you're on? Mm, kind of a just look at it a little bit. That's how I used to do it anyways. Uh, you can't compare to what the pros do, uh, Tyler, because they change them all the time. But for me, like I would just look at it and be like, oh, this thing's hammered. It's chunking off or it's totally rounded or whatever. So but that's what the factory guys do too. They just look at it. They look at the edge. No, I uh, know, but but they their standards are so much, you know. No, I, I am just saying that basically the same method is used, whether it's yeah, to go or not, right. you know. Yeah, just kind of look at it, um, Tyler, and uh, and see how rounded it is, and maybe it's chunking or whatever. So, all right, I'll just use the common sense. But yeah, can, can I ask you a question about Tomac before I go? Sure. I uh, I was wondering if those those vital threads about him uh, being super angry with Kawasaki and wanting to break the contract or any, any yeah. truth to that. I didn't hear any of that, but I, something was up because I got some tweets, and uh, I don't read vital all that much, uh, but I got tweets and emails about this, and I'm like, huh. Uh, I don't think there's anything to it. Nothing, Tyler. Uh, he'll be there next year. Um, I've never got the sense from talking to Cowie or him or any. I don't know where it started. JT, do you have any idea? Like, uh, I read it a couple places, but I haven't heard any like real valid, uh, and, you know, evidence. To and it. let's say he was. Let's say he's furious at Cowie and he wants out. Where's he gonna go, Tyler? Honda's got a guy. KTM's got their guy. Uh, Suzuki's in shambles. Uh, Yamaha has their guys. Like. Let's say it was true and he wanted out. No one's going to give well, no him any better any deal. Yeah. No one has any money. So he's. That's the tough part. You know. Let's so. go with the default moto concepts. How about that? There we go. There we go. You know what? I think if. Thanks, if, man. If this rumor in like February, I would say, well, yeah, everybody's, you know, people have budget, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's too late for all that, I, I would think, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I don't see it happen. I, I just don't. Um, they're working things out and whatever. Uh, Sean, you got a question about Aaron Plessinger? Uh, yeah, I do. I was wondering, what do you guys think about him this weekend? You know, like last year, he, um, you know, kind of blew everybody's doors off or whatever. I don't know about that, but he did a lot better last year. Do you think he's going to do that again? Well, we just did our NFAB Fantasy Moto podcast, and JT's very high on Aaron Plessinger for this weekend. Yeah, yeah I, so. I think he's, uh, the whole, he's a GNCC guy, right? Or uh, an ex GNCC guy? Yeah. Um, yeah. JT? Yeah, I think. He, He's comfortable on this track. He seems to feed off of the hometown thing. Like, you know, he won Indianapolis Supercross. He won the Ironman National last year. So he's really he's two for two at hometown races. And I think going in there 
whether it's the confidence or it's whatever it is, just the comfort level for him, he seems to respond to that. So I, I look for him to be on the podium, absolutely. Yeah, same with probably uh, Ryan Sipes. Will probably he won't do too bad either. Then. Well, uh, JT doesn't have Sipes in the top twelve in Moto Dynasty, and I kind of agree with him. Um, and I don't think tough, yeah, I you're right. Yeah, it's a totally different kind of racing, and just just to jump in in the last round. I mean, maybe, but I don't. I, I think it's pretty difficult. I think when he was racing regularly, though, Sipes got a ninth or something in a moto and maybe top 12 overall a couple years ago. Yeah, it's not yeah. an indictment of his ability. It's just the fact that he hasn't even been racing moto at all that I know of, you know? Yeah. Uh, to just jump back in, is, is it's tall order. Yeah, but uh, I'm a little bit more uh, a wary, Sean, of Flesinger. Like, I like Cooper to win. I think Amart's just been rolling all summer long, so I think Amart beats him. If you want to say Flesinger gets third, Okay, I'd give you that, but I like Osborne to, to jump up a little bit from his win, so I could see Osborne beating him. Um, JT has him basically finishing on the podium for sure. I'm not that that sure about it, but uh, but that's cool. We'll see, man. He, um, definitely like a Unadilla, he was balls out fast. At high point, he was balls out fast. Um, if the kid can figure it out, man, he could really do some damage. Yeah, you know, I'd say even if he uh... – well, right now, the way Forkner's going, if he can beat Forkner, then he's not Dude, doing too bad. Forkner's got three straight podiums, yeah, so – I'd rather see him than uh, Plessinger, but all right. Hey, thanks, cool. man. No problem, Sean. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Brett. He's got a question about Roxon and Honda. What's up, Brett? How are you? Good, and you guys? Good. Flyracing.com, uh, Moto60 Show, and Brett is on the line. What's happening? Hey, man, I was just calling to see. I know they're already talking about Roxon and his pitcher this morning and that. Do you think Honda, Yamaha, these guys, I mean, you got Cooper Webb going there. Chad Reed's always been known to you know, stir the dirt a little bit. Do you think these companies are looking for guys that bring back a wider range of fans? I, you know, there's guys like us that love love the old grit. Yeah, I think Roxon, besides Roxon winning, Brett, um, he's got a massive social media appeal. Um, oh, yeah. You know, he's worldwide, too. He speaks English perfectly, but yet the Euros love him because um, he came from there and he's from Germany. And he's got that youthfulness about him. And um, he rides very stylish. He looks great on the bike. And on top of all of that, he's winning. So, um, yeah, man, uh, he's – JT, I mean, if you were starting – let's say not fly racing because you work there now, but if you were starting Schmeich um, racing tomorrow uh, as a gear company, Rock's going to be your number one guy you try to get to wear your gear? Yeah, I think uh, I think Ken Roxon is the most coveted uh, rider on earth as far as marketability. Anything, yeah. goggles, yeah. gear. Yeah, you look at just the reasons you named global appeal. He's a great looking kid on and off the bike, you know, and uh, he can speak multiple languages. He's a world champion. He's an American champion. I, it's just really hard to find fault other than the things we're talking about. If he starts, you know, uh, upsetting. <laughs> uh parents and stuff with with some of the stuff he does which i don't think he's really crossed the line too bad yet um but that's really the only thing you could say negative about the guys he likes to to push the envelope a bit on social stuff yeah all right thanks brett yeah well i was thinking you know honda needs somebody to bring them back they do and a little flair and an awesome rider you can't beat that combo no i agree new bike too coming out so yeah honda is back man and geyser they they invested in geyser they got uh they they spent a lot of money on paul in uh in europe it didn't work out but um jmb's back helping them um hrc honda in the last couple years have really upped their program yeah and that's good to see yeah i agree all right thanks brett thanks man all right thanks 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Honda is definitely gunning for. Uh, do you think that five-year deal is true, JT, for Kenny? Do you know? Uh, yes. From That's... everything I've heard and been told, it's five years. Well, but from people that would know. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because well, I've read... I wouldn't listen to anybody else. Well, yeah, I don't know if, what you're, if you're saying you read on Vital along with no, Tomac no, no, being no. angry. People that would, right. Yeah, people close yeah five-year deal is huge, huge in this sport. So Yeah, um, I mean, but we're, when you're talking about a, a company and a team like HRC, and you're talking about a rider like Kenny, who's, what, 21 or 22? I mean, both of those kind of line up. You know, I think HRC's all in on being back to the top, and Kenny has at least five good years ahead of him, you know, as long as he really wants. So everything kind of lines up as far as budgeting and time and his age and ability and everything. So I think it, it's a win on both accounts. The only thing that could really upset this is a big injury or a really uh, lackluster you know, 2017 model that they can't sort out. Yeah. But I don't really yeah. see either of those happening. So. And Kenny is 22. Yeah, he's 22 years old. So um, lots of time in front of him. All right, Fly Race and Moto 60 show with Jay- Jason Thomas and fab.com. Uh, also a proud sponsor of this show, so please check them out, as well as the 2017 Fly Racing gear line. JT, before we let you go, Christian Craig is coming up. So we're going to check in with him and get his thoughts on the Nationals. Ask him, you know, ask him about how, how much Webb is killing it, how awesome he's, you know. <laughs> Boy, that Cooper Webb looks good. What's wrong with Savachi? Yeah, what's wrong with Savachi and Cooper Webb? Tell us about it, Christian. Um, All right, there are some things at stake this weekend. So um, I'll I'll ask your opinion of them. First up, though, Anderson. To my fantasy moto or no? No, 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 no points. Uh, Anderson, where does he finish? Um, you know what? I watched him from last year there, and I had previously said on our fantasy podcast I had him fifth. I'm going to move him up. I think he's going to get on the podium. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I do. I, I really, I didn't realize he was as good as he was last year there, uh, and I think he'll be pretty motivated. Sitting, mm-hmm. nothing motivates a rider like sitting out. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think he'll do well. And I think he's got that designations chip there. Like, hey, watch me. I'm on the Team USA, and, and I want to show everybody. Well, you just know? just watching sucks. So to get back out there when yeah. everybody else is over it, right. for him to get out there wanting to be there, I think is a big okay. factor. All right. So the top ten overall at the end of the year get get a national career number. A career number, um, not not between one and ten, anything two digit um, and above. So, Amart is twelve up on Osborne. Amart's in tenth overall. Osborne eleventh overall. Osborne has a career number, so no big deal there. Does Amart hold on, beat Osborne by twelve, and get a career number? I think 12 points is too much. It's, uh, I do think Zacho will be really good on this track. Mm-hmm. This is a track that suits him, I, I feel. And on top of that, Amart DNF to moto there last year, which I know probably means nothing. Yeah, it uh, doesn't really, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I do think Amart will hold on. But I, I think I think both of those two, uh, they'll have a tough time beating a, you know, a relaxed Cooper. But I think the, all three of those guys will be in the contention for a moto win. So I just think 12 points is too much, yeah, though. Yeah, so Osborne may beat him, but not by 12. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Amart said he'd probably stick with 26. Burner. Burner's really? old number, yeah. So wow. I'll talk to him about it a little bit. 702-586. Pulp are still looking to give away a set of 2017 fly racing gear. So please call in, and uh, and uh, we'll pick a random caller. Uh, all right, JT, so you think Amart will get the career number. And uh, who would have ever thought that? years ago, but um, you think Anderson gets on the podium. All right, so Benny Bloss, he has three points. Well, well, he is, first of all, he's only, um, I should have looked this up before. He is uh, 13 points behind Purcell for fifth in the points, so I think he gets that. Uh, But he is only three points ahead of Filthy Phil. 
So, and they're both going to pass Porcel more more than likely. So, uh, who gets who gets fifth in the points? Bloss is up by three on Phil. I'm going to take Benny, but only because of the three points, because I think both of those guys are going to be right around each other. So, mm-hmm. uh, if it was flipped, I would take Phil. Honestly, I, I think the three points is going to make the difference. When you raced, did you care about any of this stuff? Like I, a couple of years ago, Weimer and Short were locked in a battle for fifth overall, I think. And I tried to get the hype going before the national and asked both of them what they cared. And maybe they did care, but they both told me, uh, beat it. I don't, I do not care. I cared a little bit, did but you? honestly, okay. more than anything, I wanted, um, certain numbers. Like there were certain numbers that I just like thought were super lame. And then other numbers were cool for my national number the following year. So I cared more about that. Like I was like, Oh, if I, if I do really good this weekend, I could get 31 versus 32 or whatever. Yeah. So that, that made more of a difference to me than the other stuff. You were paying attention to that. See, um, Dan Truman added up the numbers going in, and he's assuming uh, Webb takes a single digit, and he's assuming Plessinger. Plessinger's going to get a career number, and mm-hmm. um, it looks like he's assuming Plessinger's going to take 23. Only yep. 13 and 23 like are the two lowest ones available right now, uh, right. and I don't think anybody's taking 13. Right. So but for like a guy like Benny or Phil, you know, it could matter. Maybe those guys like certain numbers. Right, right. Yeah, they're in line. Benny's in line to get like 32 right yeah. now. 32, 33, you know, somewhere around down there. Well, mm-hmm. 33 is Grant, so 34. Or is that? And that's not permanent. 34? No, I don't think so. Uh, Flyracing.com. Uh, Jason Thomas on the line. So um, we got the USGPs after this, JT. We did a little thing on, on RacerX online. Uh, Webb is going to race Charlotte versus Jeffrey Hurlings. What do, you, what do you see happening? You think Webb wins? I do. I do. I think... Uh... I think everything's lined up for Cooper. I think is being at, you know he's in his home state. He's uh, um, coming right off of the national series, so there's not a you know a gap where there a lot of many times there's a two or three week break, and I think that really hurts the USA guys. And I think he's motivated. I think he wants to beat Jeffrey Hurlings. I think he wants to beat basically anybody that's not from America, including you. I think he would want to beat you physically and on the bike. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I just think it, it lines up perfectly for him. It, it's set up for him to have uh, everything he could want in a, you know, uh, basically revenge from last year from losing to Febra. I think, too, that uh, um, Hurling's going to be riding for a title. You know, he's only 40 up or whatever. So Right, right. Well, and I, but I think, I think Hurling's will want to be Webb for pride, too. You know, I think yeah. the, the title is important. Yeah. But these guys are kids, man. They're prideful, and, and Webb's going to be running his mouth. You know he will be. Um, so I, I think Hurlings will give him everything he's got. Right. I, Hurlings is not a guy that really holds back. You know, like he races RM80s at exhibition races and right. does all kinds of crazy stuff. So do you, I don't think he'll hold back. 450s for the MXGP. Do you see Barsha getting in the Gazer uh, Fabra mix? I don't. No. I mean, he he really hasn't been on the pace of even you know Roxen or Tomac really. So right. I think it would take one of those guys to really. Uh, put up a fight for a guy like Geisha right now. Yeah, and Tomac, what do you think? He's in that mix, obviously, but uh, can he win? I think he can. Mm-hmm. I think he can. Um, he's going to have to, you know, he's going to have to get a good start, and he's going to have to put in a good effort. You know, he can't go out there and, and lollygag around and expect to to win. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's going to have to be on his game. You know, the unfortunate thing, I wish I wish Roxon would be out there because that would be an interesting race between those two. No, I think it's uh, over. I think Roxon beats both those dudes. Well, I hope so. I, I would hope so too. But I just that would be great because I would love to, you know, hold up our series over. Oh, you're one of those guys. 
You're one of yeah, those I'm American. Guys. I'm patriotic. Wow. Tits is American. He said he doesn't care. That's fine. I, I'm completely okay with that. But I, I am one of those guys that I want our series to be the best and most competitive. It, it is the best. It, it, the, the, it's over. The, the battle is over. It's the best. Okay. Well, I'm good with that. I just want, I want to <laughs> display that in front of the world. Okay, you can, there are many, 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 many people who would disagree with you. Well, that's fine. They're, they're, that's all right. The, the stats win, bro. Uh, Gazer is coming over here uh, as soon as he can, and uh, Everett and Caroli are the only guys that, that do not want to come over. Other than that, everybody else has come over. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I just like proof. I like to retweet the race are, um, videos and do all those things. You are that post a bunch of American flags <laughs> on my Twitter. You're, uh, isn't there a commercial uh, proof? Uh, proof Nation? What is? Yeah, you're Cowie. You're Proof Nation. <laughs> All right. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm, I'm good with it. I mean, anything along those lines, I'm good with. All right. Let's get to David before we let JT go. David, what's up, man? How are you? Ah, good. How about you? Good. What's going on? Um, first off, uh, just quick, I'm a big fan. Big fan of JT. Big fan of you, uh, Kiefer. I love the show. I go over my data minutes every week. Wow. Um, okay. Thanks. You should get more data. Yeah. I, I know. I, uh, anyways, I was, um, I'm working today and I accidentally with my elbow hit half playback speed on my uh, downloaded podcast. I was cracking up where I had to pull over. Uh, I was laughing so hard listening to you and JT on the Pulp MX show at half audio speed. Half speed. Just sounds yeah. like Dude, fake it's a, snowboarders. It's a, uh, it's a four and a half hour show and you just made it eight hours. <laughs> I know. Hey, I'm okay with that. Wow. I, I, okay. Hey, I'm a big. I'm, I could use a sticker. I'm probably such a big fan. I could use a sticker. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Actually, JT, you're supposed to bring some fly stickers this weekend. You forgot. Um, I'll bring them to Indiana. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do that. Uh, all right, David. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. Don't do that anymore. Just listen to it on regular speed. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I don't like to be a big snowboarder, so. Yeah. But yeah. Thank you. Uh, great right. show. Great. Show. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, Bake snowboarders, JT. That's awesome. So. All right. Um, Fair enough. Uh, all right, JT. Thank you, buddy. Uh, this is the last right. Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Uh, maybe do one for the Monster Cup. We're not sure yet. But so thanks for your service and insight and thoughts and opinions uh, all season long from, from January to now. I think we need to do one for Designations. You we'll, think? We'll talk about that. Yeah, time. we'll figure yeah. it out. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Jason Thomas, everybody. Flyracing.com, n-fab.com, Jeep, truck, or SUV. Uh, next up on the line, uh, he's been injured since Glen Helen. Certainly remember the uh, tremendous Supercross season that he had for the Geico Honda team. And even though, like I said, he's been injured since Glen Helen, you know that uh, um, uh, he would be a front runner this summer, and you know that he's also been watching. So I thought it'd be interesting to get to get this guy on. Christian Craig, what's up, Christian? How are you? Pretty good. How about you, Steve? We're good. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, no no problem. Just uh, it's the wife's birthday today, so we're on our way home from lunch now. Oh man, so, so she's really. Are yeah. you in the Ridge Line? No, no, I'm in her car. So. Okay, all right. How's the new Ridge Line? I get a Ridge Line though, so we're brothers. How is it officially? It's pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, uh it's cool. It's actually I like the new style so. Yeah, people at a Metro Honda hooked it up, so I'm happy. Nice, good to hear. Yeah, I got to get one. So, uh, yeah, up. you got to step it up. Uh, I don't make Christian Craig kind of money, you know. <laughs> I'm working on one. I'm working on a deal. Uh, I'm, try- I'm trying to make it happen. Seven zero two five eight six. Paul, you got a question for Geico Honda's Christian Craig? Uh, he's been out since Glen Helen. Uh, Christian, how's the leg? How is everything? You're back riding, so I assume it's uh, everything healed up okay and everything checked out mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, uh, it's been pretty rough, actually, since 
since I broke my leg. I, I got released to ride after two months, and uh, the first couple times I rode, it just didn't feel good, and it, it hurt pretty much the whole time. So I actually took up took off more time, about three weeks, mm-hmm. and I've been back on the bike two weeks now. So um, it's still not even close to 100%, but I'm just trying to, to ride and get get it stronger so oh really so uh, it's, all my yeah. right hand corner those all my right hand corners are pretty pretty terrible i just <laughs> keep my feet on and stand up it's pretty funny oh uh, well you but, it's hard to say with you because you could be hauling ass and still standing up and going through a right hand turn you know what i mean so yeah um yeah no but it's been rough it's been really painful and oh wow okay uh, yeah it's been a it's been a setback for sure it's it's frustrating that i can't go out there and ride to my you know where how i want to be it's just I have to take it slow, and it's usually not like that for me. So mm-hmm. um, it's been frustrating, but oh. I mean, there's nothing to rush back for now. It's all just uh, let it heal and and get ready for Supercross next year. Uh, at some point, did your team manager Mike LaRocco did he call you and say, "Dude, we really need you. We really need you to come <laughs> out." Because hey, it's been a, every team goes through this. It all happens. Certainly, Jordan Smith and R.J. Hampshire, uh, Jimmy Dakotas, uh, Tristan Charbonneau. The guys are good. They're fast, but it hasn't happened for your team this summer. It's been rough. Yeah, yeah, we started off so good, too. I mean, I didn't start off so good. I went 15-8, but mm-hmm. uh, the whole team was inside the top 10 pretty much uh, overall except for me, and um, it all just unraveled at Glen Helen. You know, I broke my leg second lap of first moto, and mm-hmm. then uh, Charbonneau got hurt the end of the first, our second moto. So. Yeah. And I feel like since then it all just uh, it kind of fell apart. I mean, RJ has been riding good, but uh, just had you know some problems, and um, yeah, the results haven't been there for the team, and it's, it's been frustrating for everybody for sure. But um, I think this is actually they've said this is the worst, you know, they've yeah. results wise that they've done. So it's it's kind of hard to to take in, but um, you know, there's always next year, and I think we're going to get back on top. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you got Chase Sexton coming in next year, and uh, RJ is going to, you know, uh, going to try to finally break through and lock consistent performances because RJ's certainly got speed, just hasn't been consistent. And then, uh, um, you know, we'll we'll see what else uh, yourself as well, uh, who you know you did great this year in Supercross. So it, it's it's got to turn around, but uh, at yeah. some point, you know, yeah, you, you, know, you never know. Um, hey, this summer's nationals. So um, Cooper Webb won. The 250s, Kenny Roxon won 450s. Let's talk about 450s. Um, Roxon, better than you thought, right? I mean, better than we all thought. Just amazing the thing he, the thing, the summer he's had. Yeah, I think we all knew he was capable of that. You know, it's like you see him on practice days, and we're all just like, why isn't he dominating? <laughs> Finally, he put it all together, and you know, he gets the bike where how he wants. And um, I think after the first round, we all knew it was pretty much over from there. It was just like, you know, there's the Kenny we've been watching in practice and, and we see, but, um, yeah, he finally put it together and man, he dominated this summer. Um, I just love, it's cool watching him ride. Um, mm-hmm. I try to, you know, mimic the same way he rides is just stand up and, and try to use less in as uh, less energy as possible. So, yeah. um, you know, he rides a 450 how it's supposed to be ridden. And I think that's why he's, you know, dominating. Yeah, really keeps his momentum up, doesn't he? He really keeps his momentum up. Yeah, and he just he stays off the clutch and and rolls his corners, and he you know he shifts the bike. He doesn't rev a 450. No 450 is supposed to be rev. So, you know, you shift that thing, and it'll go as fast as you want. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think I think he just rides in a taller gear, and and uh, his you know his confidence is there finally. So, um, no, I'm happy for him. 
I don't really know him that well, but mm-hmm. it's cool to see him, uh, you know, just dominate this summer. Yeah, the class has been hit. The 450 class especially has been hit with injuries pretty good, but we've seen some great rides from Marvin, and he is a little bit like Kenny, uh, Kenny Light, let's say, as far as how, 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 how to ride a bike, right? Yeah, I'd say similar. Um, I think it's just his confidence wasn't as, as high as Kenny's, mm-hmm. so I think that's what hurt him a little bit, but uh, you know, he's starting to be in the, on the podium pretty much every weekend now, so um, uh, it's starting to get up there. But, yeah, Kenny's just on another level with anybody. So I think he just goes to the gate, and he knows that nobody's going to touch him, mm-hmm. especially in those first few laps, which is just unbelievable to watch. Yeah. You know, you watch those first few laps when he's in the 10th place, and you're just like, all right, what's he going to do? And he gets the first or second by lap two, and – after that, yeah. I'm like, all right, it's over. <laughs> well, his his best ride of the year might have been Millville, and you were there in person. Yeah, and yeah, like, I watched that. Unbelievable. Blown away. Yeah, yeah that was crazy. So. <laughs> he does that every race, though, and um, a lot of other guys, like Tomac, you know, they kind of get stuck back wherever they start mm-hmm. for at least two to three laps, and Kenny just separates himself right there, and it's hard to catch someone that's that fast. Right. Uh, you sitting on the couch, and two guys you battled, uh, Joey Savacci, and uh, Cooper Webb had nice summers. I mean, Savachi's kind of tailed off here a little bit. He's got some things he's dealing with, but that's got to be a little tough too. Where you're like, those are those are guys that I beat in Supercross, and look at them. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, the summer did not start off that good for me, though. I mean, to go to fifteen eight with all those crashes, uh, mm-hmm. my confidence was pretty low going into Glen Helen, and uh, I'd ride so good during the week. You know, I'd see all these guys. I'd see Sabachi at the practice track, and I would pace myself off of him in practice. And um, going to the race day, I wasn't 100%. So, uh, yeah, but it's, it's it's crazy seeing them now. I mean, they dominated. Sabachi dominated the first half, I'd say. Like, mm-hmm. just, you know, consistency. And then Cooper came in and took it over at Redbud. But those were the guys in the West Coast that we were, we were all battling every weekend. And, um, I think there was no reason I shouldn't have been up there if I didn't get hurt. So, well, um, I can't say anything. Uh, I, was, I was on the sidelines. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. You know, I can't just be like, "Oh, I'd be right there with these guys in the first three, But there was a bunch of people up there. And I'm trying to get you to talk smack on the on the show and just be like, "Oh, I'm the best <laughs> rider. I'm the number one rider. Those guys are all lucky." My I broke my leg. Oh uh, no. no, but <laughs> I did beat. I have beaten Cooper before. So, well, it's funny though. Yeah. Like Coop came in with that injured wrist, and all of us experts quote-unquote were like oh man i don't know if he should race he's got his deal already for next year how is how the hell is he going to win this thing with a broken wrist and you really and with him going away and winning you remember christian that this thing is so long 24 motos is so long anything can happen like sure you go 15 8 at hangtown and whatever you do at Glen helen like you know say you go 10 8 or Whatever, ten seven, but it's so long yeah. that it, like doesn't mean anything in the grand. Like nobody remembers that come Indiana. Yeah, yeah, and then in the beginning of the season or before outdoors, my brother actually is the motor guy at Star. Yep, which is pretty funny. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. You know, he was telling me about Cooper's wrist, and I heard some stuff floating around. They were like, you know, we don't know how he's going to be, and comes into to Hangtown, and I was actually right behind him in the second moto. He was seventh, mm-hmm. pretty much the whole moto. And then moved up a couple of positions, but yeah, his first round didn't go that well. And you know, I just starts clicking off some podiums, and his confidence gets a little bit higher. And you know, when he gets confidence, uh, mm-hmm. no one can really touch him. So um, no, it's pretty cool. He he, what he, what he did at Red Bud and how it all kind of 
fell apart for Joey at that race and it all switched momentum. Right. Um, you could see how in everybody's moods, you know, Joey and Cooper, how it all just reversed into Cooper's, uh, you know, favor instead mm-hmm. of Joey's. And, um, you know, you saw that the rest, of the, the rest of the series. All right, let's get to some phone calls here, uh, some calls specifically for uh, – for Christian from uh, from Jonesy. Jonesy, what's up? You want to uh, talk to Christian Craig from Geico Honda? Yeah, I wanted to say it was great to see your uh, resurgence last year in Supercross. It's great watching you watch. I love your style, especially when there's a big set of whoops. So it's fun to <laughs> fun to watch that. Uh, curious. Thank how you, you, man. Yourself, how do you see your uh, competition, your main competition next year is one part of the question. And the second part, I guess, would be, you're you're really good on a 452. Any chance we see any 450 action from a, the other coast next year? Um, well, this year I kind of wanted in the East Coast breaks. I, I was talking to the team, wanted to do a couple 450 rounds in Supercross, but um, this didn't work out. And obviously, I, I feel like I ride the 450 pretty well, and um, that would be pretty cool to obviously to do that a couple rounds in Supercross, but. Um, what was the first part of the question? Who was my competition? Yeah, who's your competition year? this year and uh, coming up next year? I mean, it's hard to say. Who knows what coast everybody's on? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Savachi, um, Plessinger, Jmart, uh, Forkner, Jmart, Forkner. Yeah, it depends what yeah. coast. Yes, Forkner, rookie. Um, it's going to be tough, but I think Savachi obviously has the upper hand on everybody right now with how he ended on a win and and all that, and then Plessinger is really strong, so. Um, I expect myself to be right back up front where, where I left off. Um, you know it's too early to say you're going to ride west, right? We, we have no idea. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, I want to. That's the yep. thing is I've only rode west, and I want to stay west. Mm-hmm. So I live out here, and I don't want to have to fly every week into the east coast. Yeah, no, I hear you. Thanks, Jonesy. So. Hey, and uh, I, I'd love to see that, too, on the west coast so I can catch you live. Thanks, Christian. Good luck. All right. Thank you, man. Yeah, thanks. Uh, let's go right into uh, Matt. What, Matt, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Good. I just had a question for you and Christian. I was wondering who, in your opinion, was really like the breakout ride of this summer. What do you think, uh, Christian? Who's a, who's a couple? Give me a couple guys in each class that you really surprised you. Well, before the 450 guys came out or got hurt, I would say Sealy and 450, how he uh, got those podiums before he got hurt. Uh, he's never been an outdoor guy, and to see him put those together, and he actually led some laps, mm-hmm. that was surprising for me, and, and it was cool to see because I'm good friends with him. Uh, 250s, man, Forkner's really surprised me. Yeah. Didn't see, I didn't, you know, he's a rookie, and rookies make mistakes, and he has yet to do that, so... He's consistently up front and starts up front. So, you know, when he gets a start, you're just like, is he going to podium again? And, and he has been. So he's been surprising me for sure. Um, Benny Bloss, too. Like, come on. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah yes, is, there's been cool injuries, story, but still. Though, right. Um, there's no doubt. Hey, uh, Matt, you want to set a flag gear? I was lucky. I was just about um, taking into it. Talking, I need more gear, and I'd love to try some. Well, fly racing gear, bro, the best gear out there. Stay on hold. We'll get your information. Thanks for the call, though, man. Thank you. See you, Christian. Uh, yeah. Christian, yeah, people told me, like, Forkner, like, I don't follow amateurs that closely, you know, but people are yeah. like, hey, uh, Forkner's really good in Supercross. He's going to be good in Motocross, but he's really good in Supercross. Wait till you see the kid. And I saw him at Monster Cup, obviously, and he looked great. Um, yeah. I don't know if yeah. anybody said, hey, this kid's going to get three podiums in a row in outdoors and, and win and, and this and that. So, Yeah, to see him win a moto, that was 
I mean, obviously with the whole Joey and Cooper thing, he kind of he got that little break right there at, for the Moto yeah. win, but it's still yeah. Moto win. You got to take yeah, it no yeah. matter what. And and then he, now he's rattling off all these podium overalls, and so um, I don't really know him either. I don't really know him well, and I mean, I'm, it's pretty cool to see a rookie just be this consistent and be top five and get all these hole shots too. It's Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So he's gonna be good, and uh, he's gonna be a rookie next year, though. And you know those, yeah, they make mistakes. So oh, they do take advantage of that. Yeah, you know about that as a, as a guy that's raced Supercross for a number of years. So, um, yep. Alex, you got a question about the Geico Honda team? Yeah, I have a question. Now, being part of the Geico team, do you get a certain like rate on your insurance, or is this the yeah? What about that? The team? What about that insurance, Christian? <laughs> do you have like no, Mercury or no? Something? Actually. You don't get nothing. No. Really? No. I've been to the Geico headquarters once to, to sign some autographs and meet the people, but I never got around to ask them where like my discount code is or anything to, to get better. Uh, I'm really surprised so. at that. Yeah, you would have thought they would have done something. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All Come right. on. Uh, I know. Maybe you got to dress up yeah, in the so. guy in the gecko costume to get get a bonus. <laughs> we so. actually have one in our shop, and people put it on. It's pretty funny. Right. Uh, all right, Alex. Thanks for the question, man. <laughs> All uh, right, thanks. Thanks. Uh, John, you got a question about the Spectrum series uh, that Christian was in. What's up? Hey, Mr. Craig. I, you know, my wife isn't even into moto, and I showed her the trailer for your, your uh, Vimeo series, Spectrum, and we're going to watch it this weekend. I was wondering if you can give some insight into what it was like filming a, such a full disclosure series like that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. The whole uh, Spectrum series, Kyle Cowling came, uh, came about and, and – wanted to film film and i watched last year's with like sean collier and all that and i i kind of fell in love with it all it's just a different side of racing and you get to you know see the everybody's struggles so um i don't know when mine's going to come out uh i think it's going to be october i think i'm the last episode he said he's going to save the best for last but um, i pretty much i pretty much come clean with everything with with family and and riding and just you know stuff i've never really told anybody so Oh wow! Be interesting for sure, and yeah, I mean, I talk about a lot of the family and the family side of it, and just growing up. So um, it's a pretty cool episode. I've got a rough draft of the episode, and we've watched it, and um, it turned out pretty cool. So When's it out? Do you know? Everybody to see it. Do you know when it's they out? Said October. It's, I'm going to be episode eight, which is the last episode. Okay. So, um, they didn't give me a full date yet, but right. I'm excited for it to come out, and hopefully, uh, people watch it. Cool. Right on, John. Thanks, man. Anything else? It- no, that's a big fan, Craig. Thank you. Good luck. Right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I need to. I've heard a lot of good things about that Spectrum series. Unfortunately, it's two dollars to watch. Have you watched any? No, it's two dollars. Yeah, I, I feel but like it's worth it. Yeah, but I feel yeah. like with my platforms on the Pulp Show and this Fly Racing Show, like I should get a code to watch them for free if I'm going to talk about them. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but we paid for the whole series already. My wife, our page did. So uh, you, you, you guys know, have tons of money. Get any code? Yeah, you guys have anything. tons of money. It's fine for you guys. You're factory rider. So, <laughs> um, well, hey, um, thanks for coming on, Christian. Any off-season plans for racing or anything? Like any anybody paying you well, to go gonna, to a strange country? I was gonna run something by. I was gonna run something by. Uh, you're good friends with Pinard, right? Yeah. Well, we've been trying to talk to him about me doing some overseas race, and he's yet to confirm anything for me so you got to put my name out there i'm ready to do a couple of those those races and okay um, i've been reaching out to him and what's he say i I know you know him well more than me what's he say does no or he's like we'll see 
No, he says, you know, we'll keep you in mind. And right, right. I think they're trying to get the bigger names first, which is fair. But that, uh, I think I'd be a, a pretty good name to go. Yeah, I agree. Geneva, so, Lil, put my name out there. Uh, Genoa. Yeah, we got to make it happen. All right, I'll, I'll I'll do all those just because I haven't raced all summer. Sure. Uh, I want to do as many gate drops as possible. I might make Monster Cup. I might not. But yeah, uh, um, you know, yeah, Savachi. Put my name out there. Savachi uh, told me round three or four of Supercross. Joey's like, I really think Cooper's off-season work, seemingly he raced every single race everywhere. He goes, I really think Cooper's off-season stuff really helped him. And, uh, yeah, same I, yeah. with, with yeah. Malcolm. Yep. You yep. know, Malcolm did all those, and he came out swinging. So, yeah, all right. Uh, I want to follow in those footsteps right there. So I'll, yeah. uh, I'll text you. We'll try to make it happen for you. Try to get something more right. with, with, with the CC. All right, thanks, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. Good luck with everything, and uh, I'm sure we'll uh, text soon. Enjoy the Ridgeline, please. Yep. All right, thanks. See you later. See ya. Geico Honda's Christian Craig, everybody. It's a good interview, right? Yep. It's a good interview. Yeah. Got to return it, too. That's definitely not a negative. All right, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Flyracing.com and fab.com. This is it for a while. Whether it's Disney Nations or um, Monster Cup, we'll try to do a show. Or maybe we won't. I don't know. Thanks, everybody, for your support all single all year long. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, Theflyracing.com and NFAB, uh, everything you guys have been done for us all year. Uh, phone calls are great. The response is always awesome. Um, I know a lot of you are at work, and you figure, why not just call while you're at work and waste your employer's time? And for that, we couldn't be happier for that. So I'm stoked with the response of this show. And thanks to Fly for all the giveaways. Thanks to N-Fab.com. Thanks for our guests, Fro, JT, Weege. All right. Weege out. See ya.